you doing? Oh, hey. Oh, How hey. are you? What's up, everybody? It's Aaron <laughs> And Nicole. This is Dude That's Fucked Up. Welcome to the podcast. That was like my, it was not an intentional Blanche Devereaux, but it was a mm. little Blanche Devereaux because I've been watching Golden Girls. Oh, bless. So funny. Dude, fucking one of the greatest shows of all time, period. Truly, truly. It's bringing back so many memories of like watching it at my grandma's and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's like at the time when we were watching it, when we were like super young, we did not understand all the jokes or like no. get it. No. How fucking good of writing that shit was. Yeah. And now we can like fully appreciate it. I get all the sex and like horny jokes now. They were fucking, man. Dude. They're talking They're about f- it all the time. They're like, get that dick. Rose, what are you doing? You got to get out and get back out on, on the horse. And by horse, I mean on that dick. Yeah, that's basically. Basic- yeah, <laughs> that's basically what Sophia's saying or whatever, you know? It's yeah. Like, oh, yeah. shit. Oh, Sophia. I know. It's like I keep reading, like people keep tweeting about how like the Sex in the City ladies like aren't even fucking as much as the Golden Girls. Oh, my God. And they're <laughs> so the same age. They're the same age, yeah. Like it's- like Miranda's character right now on on and just like that is 55 years old and that is the exact same age of dorothy on b arthur's character on golden girls what the fuck it's so weird like i know well like our are the ways we women age now are like different you know yeah. like oh a thousand million percent. they're like women are allowed to age but still be sexy and still like, be yeah. stylish and like that like golden girls were just like these are old people <laughs> like you know like they're old you're it... supposed to think they're gross yeah look at yeah. their old ca- lady couch look at their mm-hmm. old lady things they do yeah it's mm-hmm. so they're everybody look they're gardening again but it's like, also they're <laughs> fucking so what they're fucking it's mixed messages yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i'm i'm so glad i mean we've talked about this before i think offline maybe on the podcast too but just like how older women look like i'm so glad we're aging in this timeline and not like in the 80s the 1980s (laughs) it was like yeah and and this is like my grandma's you know like kind Mm -hmm. of although my they were both fashionable in their own way but it's like my grandma had my grandma mary jane had a uniform and it was a white shirt that she was a seamstress and she made the shirt all the shirts herself it was like this white shiny like satiny looking fabric but it was definitely like polyester and Mm -hmm. it had huge fucking shoulder pads Mm -hmm. and her hair was like you know hairsprayed to the gods she got it done once a week and Mm -hmm. put a little fake little bun on and it was called it a day and every she was very fancy and beautiful but like it was very much golden girls it's like that of the of the time of like the yeah. 50s and 60s like housewife like you know yeah. and that's just you I don't know you just grasp onto those like really rigid standards of beauty or whatever and yeah. you're like not allowed to like go outside of any of those parameters so yeah it's interesting yeah I feel like we're doing the opposite where we're like what are the young people into yes let's do that and it's yeah like, yeah yeah everybody pump the brakes okay no yeah I know I know <laughs> everybody's a mess okay yeah everybody's a mess we can't accept that we're aging and that like the the youths are just finding out like I don't know all these things that we we th- we think 
you know, time is just so weird. We think like, oh, that was just like five years ago. And it was like 20 years ago. And we're like, mm-hmm. wait, wait, what, what's, what's happening? It's just so, it's so like, I don't know. It's so know. weird and, and it is weird. confusing. So it's hard to handle. It is hard to handle. Well, um, yeah, gosh, we're here to guide you through it. Yeah, if we'll help. If you're an old like us. Yeah, we'll we'll walk <laughs> you through it and we'll help you. And well, we won't walk you through it, but we'll be your emotional support. You know, we all got to yeah. take that journey on our own. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I, I don't know. What, <laughs> I, I don't know how I'm coping I, with it. But <laughs> me either. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, meh. Yeah. Well, we got to really... <sighs> I don't even know what the right word is for this show, but yeah. my God. Oh, my God. It is a fucking a shit. Doozy. It's a shit show. It's a shit show. Big time. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, But before we get into that, do we have any business? Yes. Okay. Our five-year anniversary is coming up. It is beginning of March. Five I, fucking years, you guys. We've been doing this for five years. I can't even. It feels like two years. Truly. Yeah. It's so it goes by so fast. It's so fun, but we want to hear stories. I think that's like our tradition, you know. We want to yeah. hear. Um, we would love to do a mailbag episode because we we just really love doing those, and I think mm-hmm. we don't really solicit a lot of stories. Uh, mm-hmm. But we're always open to them. Please, any time you have one, send it our way. Yeah, I want your like your most fucked up stories i'm talking you guys have heard bargain ben a blinken like oh shit my like God. that like sex <laughs> sex stories um exploding snakes you guys remember that one? Oh my oh god my the god. the vibrator and the sister comes into the room the, oh my god. uh goodwill uh also there's one goodwill dildo i think goodwill that was a dildo. separate one yeah like we've had some of the best stories written if it has a sex toy if you've had if you had if you diarrhea in a bar, the shark, that shark one, like we want to hear. <laughs> and then like you pooped and rallied, like yeah, you went home and took and a shower, like, went back out like a fucking savage. Like we love that. Poop Go. and rally. I've only ever heard puke and rally, but I really yeah. like poop and rally. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe. Oh, that's fun. Maybe we can each share one of our most uh, horrifying party stories. Oh, yeah. That could be fun. <laughs> I feel like we've definitely like talked about some of our most, yeah, lowest. <laughs> oh God! Well, I'm just cringing thinking about a couple things that I've done that I don't even know if I've told you. I'm so ashamed. Oh my God! I want to hear that. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna, and I'll tell you. I mean, you were there. I feel like for most of mine, and I ha- mm. came over to you just like, oh no, I just did something. <laughs> Bad. yeah okay if it's like that we want to hear about it yeah. come tell us we're gonna we'll read it on the podcast for everybody who listens to hear yeah and but you can you, be anonymous be anonymous make yeah. up a name whatever you want submit it through our website uh dtfu podcast uh dot com yeah or you can just email us directly uh dtfu podcast at gmail.com <laughs> Those are the two best ways to like send us a story, um, anything like that. We want to hear it for our five year anniversary. Oh my god, I'm already like crying. One eye is already just like tear. A tear came out because <laughs> I'm shame, so mortified. A shame tear. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I really hope there's one thing I'm thinking of, and I feel like I've told you like 
what happened, but I I feel like I could tell it in a way where I could give you more details. Oh, okay. Okay. New life. Can <laughs> I can be... breathe new life into yes. it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I've talked about it on the podcast. Perfect. Um, yeah, That's but it's what... horrifying. Oh my God. Oh my God. Uh, Truly I, I can't believe there's something. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna get into it. We're yeah, gonna some reveals. We're gonna embarrass ourselves yeah. for our five year anniversary. I can't wait. I can't wait either. Um, <laughs> oof. It's gonna be great. Um, yes. So yeah, please call to action. Yeah. Beep 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 beep. beep, beep. <laughs> I don't know. That's like a news briefing news or flash. something. Yeah yeah yeah. News yeah. flash. Yeah. Or do you want Send- the emergency? <laughs> <laughs> sorry if you're if you had your volume turned up and that was horrible um yes please 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 send us your most horrifying embarrassing stories yes um what else uh also uh we have a patreon that you can check out it's um it's patreon.com slash dtfu podcast okay i want to hear about your fucked up thing of the week because (laughs) of what you wrote (laughs) okay you guys know i have two cats yeah freddie and tommy yeah they're sweet precious kitties Mm -hmm. except for at night when they get (gasps) fucking like the zoomies you know oh yeah they get possessed yeah they're like they're sleeping all day I try to keep them awake during the day and like, you know, whatever. But I don't know where they go. They yeah, like go, go they go snuggle somewhere and, and sleep. And yeah. and plus I'm like busy taking care of Damien. So yeah. and, and, you know, uh, cleaning the house, whatever, doing my thing. Yeah. And so uh, they get wild at night, like crazy. Like uh, like they wake me up sometimes in the middle of the night because they're like tromping up and down the stairs. Like I. If my house was haunted, I wouldn't know because I'm like, it's the fucking cats, you know? Yeah, yeah, If somebody yeah. was breaking into my house, I wouldn't know because I'd be like, it's the fucking cats. Oh, my God. So last night, no, it was like maybe like 2, 3 in the morning. I'm like, I had just woken up to feed Damien and I had just gone back to sleep after putting him back down. And I like fall asleep pretty quickly. And then I'm woken up by the sound of breaking glass or what <gasps> I think is breaking glass. But I'm so tired and I'm so like out of it that yeah. I'm like, maybe I dreamt, uh, you know, in my, maybe that was like a sound I heard in my dream that I made, my brain made up. I don't know. Yeah. So we like get up in the morning and DJ always goes downstairs first and like gets, gets the train moving. And I was like, hey, I think I heard glass break last night. I'm not sure. And he like doesn't really see anything, but you know we like start carrying on with our morning and then he sees there's a pile of glass over by our like dining room table and he's like oh shit I found it how did you hear this break it was a a ornament somebody had (gasps) gave to us and this is the sad fucked up thing this was an ornament that was so cool because it was a Britney Spears ornament that some of our friends had sent to us right when Britney Spears was like free you know when she was freed yeah they sent us this like Christmas present and I was like so excited Mm. 
I forgot to send you a picture of it because it was so cute. It was like kind of a, like slightly terrifying. Like, yeah, yeah. Like the way you know, it's animated or like yeah. illustrated or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it was like the thought, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the magic of it. And I was like, I fucking love this is like one of the greatest like little gifts anybody's ever given us. It's so it's just so sweet and so cute. Oh, my God. And so I was like, you know, it was on our little like like um, like a little table by the the you know, where like we keep our wine and shit. And it was just like, just sitting there. And these fucking cats are demons. And they just, I don't even know how they like saw it to like get to it. I don't know. They're or, just like, assholes. they have to climb on everything. And so yeah. like anything on any surface that they want to climb on is in danger. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm super fucking bummed. There's like little shards of glass everywhere. We're like, Jack, don't walk in here. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like. These fucking cats. Oh, my goodness. I can't keep out, like, fresh flowers either, like, on a table because they will knock that shit over, which oh they've done goodness. before. And, like, I, they're just terrorists. And I'm just so <laughs> sad about my Britney Spears fucking <laughs> ornament. God oh. damn it. I had to vent about it. So, Oh, my gosh. Those kitties. They better buy you a new one. Shitheads. They don't Shitheads. even have jobs. <laughs> they're just freeloading. They're, like, teens mm. right now. So that makes Truly. sense. Yeah, anyway, that's my fucked up of the week. I'm sad about my Britney Spears ornament. Well, listen, we all got stress going on in our lives. And, oh my God. you know, for me, to... a good, you need to breathe, hum, hum relax. Mm-hmm. One of my things that I do to relieve stress is yoga. Oh, just, yeah, that's good. I just, I love uh, just a gentle yoga practice, oh, whatever. Yeah. I hate going to classes. Um, because they are uncomfortable for me Mm -hmm. um so like and obviously nobody's going to any yoga classes these days um why are they uncomfortable bitch you wrote it in here you better read it well i i hate going to classes they make me feel more anxious because you're like performing in front of people basically yeah and i'm always afraid i'm gonna fart and i also i also hate when the instructors like walk around the room and and touch you to correct your form yeah yeah like don't touch me no no unless you're like may i like you have to ask i've been like yeah touched in like an inappropriate way by a male instructor and i never went back to that class and it's like traumatized me yeah it's fucked up um but don't get me wrong. There's many classes that I've been to have that have been like you know, really intense and transformative and wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, but those, but sometimes that shit can feel like a cult. Yeah, when you go to classes that are intense like that. So and you know you see that there's people that go all the time. They're obsessed with it, and that's all good and fine because it makes you feel good. At, you know you come out feeling euphoric. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so sometimes they're just like a little too culty for me. Mm-hmm. So this leads me to today's topic. <gasps> Speaking of yoga and cults, we're talking about a yoga cult today. <laughs> little on the nose, but we got there. I love it. Um, so this one's been flying under the radar for a while because it's uh, seemingly benign. It's been around for like a while too. So like, it's just like, oh, whatever. It's a thing. Yeah. Um, and it's like it's just yoga so it's it's not a big deal uh mm. and it has followers and or casual adherents that are famous uh-huh. i'm looking at you alicia keys and russell brand and a bunch of other celebrities oh 
but it also has like tons of totally normal people that are like really into it. Um, yeah. So we're talking about Kundalini yoga and specifically the cult within a cult, Rama Institute, which was run by a white woman who went full QAnon. Oh my gosh. Conspiracy theory racist, hashtag girl boss, <laughs> Katie Rig- Griggs, aka Guru Jagat. Mm-hmm. Um, Katie Griggs, Guru Jagat, she actually ran this whole like offshoot. She of- was the face of it. Yeah, she was also con- she was also went by Kundalini Katie. <laughs> yeah, which was like her like little moniker for a long time. Yeah. But she she actually just died recently in August of this past year. Yeah. Um and she was so revered by the people who like went to her her studio, her Rama Institute that people many people believe she did more than just die. They believe she ascended because of course. she was so Yeah you know enlightened or whatever right she reached enlightenment so she's now she's up in space with fucking herf apple white or whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're just like herfing it up herfing herf's it up, up, dude. Like, herf's <laughs> up on the nose of a fucking spaceship y'all oh just my like God. spreading love and light oh so. my god <laughs> yeah but this woman was <sighs> a bit much um, <laughs> Um, so yeah, but first, before we get into her, we're going to talk a little bit about Kundalini yoga and like the origins of it and the founder of this yoga practice. Oh my gosh, this blew my mind. I had no idea this was bullshit. Dude, me neither. I mean, it's (laughs) just been like such a ubiquitous type of yoga and it is like a legitimate practice in like a lot of ways, but the person who founded this specific like way of doing yoga is... Uh, a gross problematic man a dead man also yeah Um, also yeah um so according to vanity fair um har 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 harbajan singh khalsa uh was a former customs agent who immigrated from india to the united states where he died a rich and beloved guru known as yogi bhajan he was tsa basically yeah for yeah (laughs) Uh, when he was in India, yeah, but then he immigrated to the U.S. Mm-hmm. and so he uh, had taken elements of Sikhism, Hinduism, and Buddhism and dressed them up with a New Age aesthetic and sprinkled in techno futurist jargon. <laughs> and in true American fashion, he'd parlay this fiction into a multi-million-dollar empire that included a private security firm, one still contracted to do work by the not so yogic ICE, like immigration, yeah. Uh, police basically mm-hmm. um as well as the enormously popular duly lucrative yogi tea brand oh you guys you fucking guys my god we got another fucking cult tea oh what is with cults and tea fucking tea man it's like oh my god relaxing uh his fucking face is on all the boxes of tea what is, yeah there's like, a face on that, that tea yeah, yeah. I have I should have looked in my my tea drawer to see. Oh my gosh. I'm going to Google it. Yeah. Um okay, this is a this is very bad. This is a problem because Yogi Bhajan was also a real piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Um he was accused of rape, child molestation and tons of other heinous crimes by former students and followers in early 2020. This is very recent this all came out. Oh. Um 
after his former employee, lover, and uh, victim, P- Pamela Dyson, Ooh. came out with her uh, memoir, Premka, White Bird in a Golden Cage, My Life with Yogi Bhajan, Spark- which when she released this uh, this memoir, it caused a like avalanche of accusation, like tons of people came out of the woodwork with accusations, including, and like I said, but not limited to sexual battery, rape, fraud, and child molestation. Oh my God. And then there was like a report that was conducted by a third party, uh, which they interviewed hundreds of witnesses and victims and found that the abuse quote, more than likely not more than likely, more likely than not occurred. Sorry. Yeah. So it's more so, likely that it occurred than didn't occur. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. this is like some heavy fucking allegations, like over <gasps> decades. Um, but yeah, so if you guys want to look more into this guy, there's a lot of information. Um, he's terrible and it's gross and he's a massive pile of shit, but we don't care about him because um, he's dead. Uh, yeah. Good riddance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you do want to read more about him, definitely check out the book written by Pamela Dyson that I mentioned before. And then there's a really good article in LA magazine written by Stacy Stukin mm. uh, that really goes deep into this whole investigation or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. My God. So check that out. Um, don't read the Wikipedia entry about him or Kundalini, which barely mentions anything about the accusations and allegations against him or update it. Maybe. Yeah. Well, there Go is there, Wikipedia. No, there's like a blurb about it, but it's oh, like okay. very, it's very like sparse. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah. go into any any like real detail about mm. the allegations. So yeah. at any rate, we're gonna we want to focus on Katie though, who she was just like out here forging her own path with Kundalini, but also she was standing for Yogi Bhajan, and she totally like she could have been like you know what, I don't agree with, like, like, that was horrible, that's horrifying, blah, blah, blah. separate yourself from it. But she didn't. She just totally dismissed the whole, all the allegations out of hand, uh, which some of them are very, like, (laughs) very intense. So she, like, just dismissed and defended him, basically. And uh, as she puts it when asked about him in an interview, uh, quote, Yogi Bhajan is a historic figure, and he remains a historic figure. I'm not, like, spending my days trying to figure out whether George Washington was doing some things that I wouldn't agree with in 2021. Oof. (laughs) Uh, Well, okay. Oh, my God. Well, we know George Washington was. It's in the history books. (laughs) Yeah. He was a slave owner. Yeah. Like... He was a colonizer. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I think we... And we know that. And we don't spend our time yeah. thinking about it. We just know it and agree that it happened and move on. And we don't, like, stand George Washington. I no. Mean, like, they, thanks for, like, beating the British or whatever about, like. Yeah. I mean, people do, but. Also, that was, like, a long time ago. This man only died, like, in, like, the early 2000s. So. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 like, nearly all of his, like alleged victims are still alive so yeah Yeah. maybe don't say that (laughs) oh god it's just so it's just like so on brand for being a cult leader too it's just like of course this guy was super gross
one of the red flags for me because like he okay so he didn't start uh yogi bhajan didn't start rama the cult institute no 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 or the institute yeah it's like its own spin-off of his teachings mm-hmm. it like uses the foundation that he created with kundalini yoga and like built it into more of a specific cult <laughs> she's basically she revived kundalini yoga for our generation basically she's two generations away from uh or like a generation and a half away from the the very beginnings of kundalini yoga in the united states she's like oh she's like the protestant church to the catholic church Mm, mm -hmm. she's like "Mm, yeah i like what you're doing here the basics but look there's some things i want to accomplish so Mm -hmm. i'm gonna go start this other thing i need to make this more palatable to my generation of millennials yeah (laughs) um i think white women are a huge untapped market and you know what i'm just gonna like boss babe it up for them yeah exactly uh also she okay this is like i don't know you when you hear that katie griggs aka guru jagat uh i think which always makes me think of nougat um <laughs> i don't know why but i kept wanting to call her guru nougat <laughs> i just think it's more apropos okay yeah um, but when you see that someone like this woman once had aspirations, and she admitted to this, and her mom was interviewed by Vanity Fair and also mm-hmm. brought this up, but she wanted to be an actor, a singer, a rock star, like a famous person. That's why she moved to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you hear that they're now leading a group of people. It's bad news. I mean, see Charles Manson, you know? And he wanted to be a rock star more than anything. He wanted to be a rock star. That's probably the reason he started a cult. He wanted to be famous. He wanted, Mm -hmm. like, the adoration of the people, you know? Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm obviously not a religious person, a doy. But (laughs) if I was, I I would want a leader that was, like, into it from the very beginning. You know, like, those nuns that are, like, passionate about, it's like, they're like, I want to wear the habit that's itchy and hot. I want to never touch myself or be touched. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I, everything is low pro- profile. Like, we don't even have lights. We only have candles. And it's for the <laughs> Lord. You know? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I want her to be. They're not trying to be on stage. They're not trying no. to be the center of attention. They're just like pure unadulterated like passion for the christ or whatever the fuck yeah you know? the christ yeah <laughs> or the crust or whatever you know whatever yeah, the uh-huh. religion is about but mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. it's like you're not the center of attention you mm-hmm. are a vessel and you and you know it's like but that's what all these like all these you know self-styled gurus claim they are are just a vessel for the message of whatever it is they're trying to get out to the people true um and it always starts that way but it always ends up somewhere else um (laughs) yeah so but she yeah she's katie greg i'm just gonna call her i can't call her guru jagat or yeah guru nougat guru nougat (laughs) uh That's the disrespect is like is so much because <laughs> Who gives man, a shit. It's all fake. Yeah. It's like whatever. I don't know. She know. made herself a guru. 
truly this is like it's so offensive and we'll get into it's why offensive. but yeah 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 she's she um had a mentor who was taught by uh yogi bhajan yeah um and this guy is hariji hariji wan hariji wan which sounds like a star wars <laughs> <laughs> they all sound like it's like <laughs> oh should we not say that i, I no, because I think these are right. made up names. These yeah, yeah, made they're up made up. Names. They're made up. They're literally, Arian's going to tell us how. Um, but yeah, no, this guy, okay, also a white man in his 70s now, currently. And he he wanted to get this Rama, like, cult, essentially, up and running. And he was smart enough at the time that he knew he shouldn't be the face of of a whole fucking movement that was appropriating religion, uh, multiple religions. Um, and and he was going to be like Frankensteining this thing together. He's like, what? Hold up. We didn't say when this started. Kundalini oh, yoga started in the 70s. Like, in the 70s. Well, yeah. Early or late 60s, early 70s is when uh, like uh, when Yogi uh, Bhajan started everything. Yeah. Yeah, he started. He he was like summer of love. Like saw that all these like you know hippies were out here doing God knows what, and he's like, all right, I this is a this is a layup for me. I'm gonna start opportunity. Yeah. So and he he like he really got after it. But that was like he started it in the 60s, 70s, and it took off and has been going strong since then. Um, And Hariji Wan was was like one of his. Like, like, kind of like a disciple or whatever, like, studied mm-hmm. with him. They were buddies. Like, yeah. So he was like, oh, I want to take this in a new direction and bring it to new people or whatever, which yeah. is a very religious thing to do, but also a very, um, like, uh, fitness thing to do. You know, it's like, how do you think Zumba spread? That shit, it's like, hey, I'm going to go take this to my rec center. And then I'm going to take, you know, it's like, but no one's in charge of Zumba. There's no head of Zumba. Yeah, 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 exactly. But it spreads the same way, you know. So Mm -hmm. uh, Hariji Wan was like, yeah, I want to take this. And also, like you said in the beginning, we're not disparaging the, like, yogic practice of no of kundalini which is people have said is very comforting and helpful at reducing anxiety and all these things is there's like breathing techniques to it and poses that that are very repetitive and it's something that people gain a lot from what Mm -hmm. we're talking about is the this culty rama part of it Mm -hmm. um and so okay hariji wan was like i'm not going to be the face of this i think that's a bad idea um, and so he found Katie Griggs and was like, all right, Guru Nougat, you're up, baby. We want to see your face on every tea bag in the world or whatever. It's not her face, but <laughs> no. he had big dreams. Um, and also just a P.S. that Hari- Hariji Wan, we already said he was a white man in his 70s. Um, he was born in St. Louis as Stephen Oxenhandler to a wealthy <laughs> family of real estate developers. Um, so that's a thing. Mm-hmm. And just a side note, like this, this is where we're going back to like the names, and we're like, these are not real, right? Names, right? Uh, all these white people change their names uh, once some once in in Kundalini. Once somebody has been practicing long enough, they're encouraged by their teacher and the community 
in the Kundalini community community to purchase for $40 a, quote, spiritual name, which is a mashup of Punjabi names and religious terms, um, through the 3HO.com website, which is the Bajan uh, Legacy Company. That was the, like, oh my the, God. like the company that That's- sprang up that was like where go daddy they're like yeah <laughs> that was like Squarespace. that was like where he like <laughs> that was where he like uh three three ho is the organization like the like legal entity basically the like oh okay you know the the business end of the kundalini when he started like parlaying his shit into different ventures like the you know yeah the the tea like yogi tea company and um uh like the <laughs> private security firm and all this other shit is all through 3ho so oh god he's like 3m's already taken what if we what other <laughs> it's such like a weird hose <laughs> three, three hose <laughs> i don't know my god yeah but yeah they basically use a name generator i know okay i almost fucking names i wanted to go buy us some but at 40 because i was like can you i I didn't even look into it but i was like if we could go on there and just buy 40 dollar names like what would ours be i'm kind of curious but then it's like i could just appropriate from the internet for free bitch you're bajan jr (laughs) oh my god honestly it's like this that i truly believe this is where they like this is bullshit, you guys. This is not these are not yeah. real like they they are some like Punjabi names like, you know, what like a William or a or a John in English would be in Punjabi basically mm. mashed up with like, you know, actual like religious words. So um and like in like Sikhism or, or And techni- and techno futurist jargon, maybe. Yeah, truly, truly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. honestly. So, yeah, Hariji Wan, like you said, he was the, like, colleague of Yogi Bhajan. Yeah. Um, and he he was the one that, like, made up the, wanted this whole other branch of Kundalini to start, the Rama Institute. For yeah. Applied Yogic Science and Technology. Don't use the word science. It's so rude, I feel like, here. It's like, everybody, can we leave science out of it? There, it's not not here. They call, like, people who, like, practice kundalini call it a technology. That's so weird. I know. It's like, it's like aliens. <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah. Weird. I mean, maybe it, it, I don't know what the exact definition of technology is, but I guess maybe, I don't know, maybe it applies. I, I, I don't think so, but, um, yeah, so they created this institute, and obviously that's just an easy way to, like, charge people for classes and have some sort of, like, pseudo-professionalism to it and levels and, like, mm-hmm. incur- you know, it's just, like, the fucking pyramid scheme of it all. Um, it's just, like, the reading room of Scientology or whatever, you it, know? It, yeah, yeah, totally. It is. Yeah, it's just, like, here's this fake thing that we're using to get people interested and motivated and wanting to like keep going deeper into it because we're dangling a carrot and it's like mm-hmm. oh and also you could just more enlightened. Pra- you could just go online and find kundalini practice like yeah like you know yoga practices and just like read about it yourself and yeah you know but you know people who really want to get into it are like no I have to like learn from a teacher like I have to like learn from a master of, of this this yoga but like yeah. i don't know 
Oh, women are really bad at that too. Like women, I, this is anecdotal, but a lot of my friends, it's like, you know, in comedy and stuff, it's like, oh, well, I should take a class on this. It's like, no, we've been doing this. Like, we don't need to take any more classes. Mm -hmm. So I'm always like, no, you know, you can... unless it's like really a thing you don't know, but it's like, you don't need to take more improv classes. Like, you know, what you're no, doing. no, no. I, you need to go to school for things like, you know, to become a doctor. So yeah, that you yeah, can, yeah. Like learn the, yeah, yeah, you applied, <laughs> the applied skills, but like, and actual you know, science. Yeah. But, but see, some people think have it framed in their mind as the, as this, this, you know. Oh, yeah. As it is being, you know, like it, it's higher learning. So yeah. you, you certainly do need a teacher. Um, yeah. To do it right, I guess. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, this is my favorite thing about this whole – I went down this one – I went sideways when I got to this part because this fucking Haraji Wan, Hariji Wan, whatever his name is, has – okay. <laughs> He's in a Grammy award-winning trio. Oh, my God. Fucking it, – it, they've won a Grammy. I watched the speech. It was so weird and cringy. Um and no it's, way. Yeah, it's called White Sun, and this is from their website. White Sun is a Los Angeles-based band known for its pioneering musical interpretations of yogic mantras. Initially rooted in New Age, White Sun's sound has evolved over the years to include elements of pop, reggae, world, folk, and electronica. Their music is known for its clear, refined vocals, sophisticated instrumentation, and their trailblaz trailblazing use of the gong. <laughs> Popular for their live performances, White Trailblazing Sun... use of the gong. I, I cannot, I bitch. Know. I know. That's why I put this in here. It's so funny. What are funny. they like doing a, like, Bong, gong, 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 gong. performances white sun began streaming weekly concerts in 2020 and subsequently released a number of live recordings in 2019 white sun performed the national anthem at the 55,000 seat dodger stadium <laughs> oh my god oh my gong oh my gong <laughs> episode title mm. I just think trailblazing use of the gong is one of the funniest I know. I know. combinations of words I've ever read in my life. Also, these are white people. Like, you're not the first person to fucking use a gong in a fun and effective way, okay? It's, <laughs> it's been around for, like, fucking centuries. Millennia. Yeah, Millennia. come on, Yeah, man. it's like, this is so stupid. So, and of course, they wrote all this themselves. Um, of course. But yeah, I just thought that was such a fun little... <laughs> Oh, this is this is the fun one for me. Uh, just FYI, Hariji Wan is also a convicted felon who spent 18 months of a 24-month sentence in federal, federal prison in 2000 for his involvement in one of Yogi Bhajan's telemarketing schemes. So, <laughs> yeah, this guy's a convicted felon also. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, 
for dumb shit. Telemarketing schemes, really? At they, least it was like, like it was like wire fraud and shit. Like ugh. it was. It's like it, they did. Like I don't even know. Like misrepresenting like gemstones, some bullshit. It's like some. It's real, also grifty. It's, it's all so, so grifty. grifty. It's all. It, this is all a foundation of fucking horse shit. Yeah, that was all. That was all. I'm gonna get into Yogi Bajan again in a second, but yeah. Okay. So Harijiwan, he's just he is uh Guru Jagat's uh mentor. Yeah. Um so she's like becomes the face of Rama and she yeah. like blows it up. Like she knows yes. what the fuck she's doing to she's on Instagram. She is like yes. influencer, like she is doing it. And she's like normal enough. Not like that other lady who died that we talked about that was also oh, a cult yeah. leader. Uh the love whatever. Love is one. Yeah. yeah, love is one. Um this woman is act like she doesn't come off as like totally unhinged, I think, to people who are taking her classes and stuff. So she, yeah, she's on Instagram. She creates a clothing line called Robotic Disaster. It sells like white flowy dresses, which is what they encourage everyone to wear in these classes. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a storefront. Like she's monetizing everything. Mm -hmm. They're selling um, in Venice Beach. There's a storefront. They're selling like wellness shit, obviously, like moon juice and crystals and celebrities start coming to the center like kate hudson alicia keys kelly rutherford who's like i think a busy phillips like friend or something Mm. um and they are all fans and i'm like very sus of them now because i'm like why were they so into this but it's just like you know like Mm -hmm. kind of new agey bs that people get into pretty pretty innocently i think for the most part once she like solidified her status in the wellness community yeah a lot of her like fringier tendencies came mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. because like you're saying, she's like not presenting in this way that is like off the charts weird. She's like right. a normal millennial or like Gen X kind of woman who knows how to use the internet, knows how to leverage like an influencer kind of vibe. Um, I feel like sh- we all know someone from high school who's like kind of this. Yeah, yeah, like for sure. Where you're um, like, oh, they're just really into wellness and yoga and they don't wear makeup and they're, you know, and they're trying to live like their life vegan. And like, like it, it feels like just from what I've seen of her videos and stuff, she's like very much could just have been that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, I think a lot of people that follow and practice kundalini yoga are Are in that are that and that's all good and fine yeah yeah but she was like a under like a undercover racist basically (laughs) um which a lot of you know these type of people are and so she once she was like solidified in her status as like a wellness guru kind of she um like all good aka bad stewards of this wellness trend wave that she was writing she was very anti-vax she when covid hit she refused to get the vaccine was very against it um of course she had a podcast which she you know espoused these uh shitty takes on um and she also let like some of the guests that she had on were very horrible. Um, mm. She let 
people like um, David Icke, the famous Holocaust denier and conspiracy theorist on. <gasps> um, he's a horrible person, if you care to Google him. Uh, Carrie Cassidy was another guest of hers who once said that The Matrix was a documentary. And, oh, no. and Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, falsely, also falsely claim that COVID-19 is, quote, activated by 5G, like oh one of those. God. Like, Oh, yeah, that's bonkers. Yeah. yeah. And then she also had uh, Young Pharaoh, a, white a right wing rapper whose anti-Semitic tweets got him dropped from the conservative political action conference speaker lineup. Oh, my God. They that's... must have been real bad then because they yeah. don't drop everyone. <laughs> mm -mm. No, it's bad. Um, well, they have to. Yeah. This this all whole, sounds very similar. like Joe Rogany, where it's like, well, I'm open to hearing from anyone, and it's like, oh, okay, exactly. but you're like really harmful. Although this woman didn't have that big of a platform, but like, it's still harmful. I mean, she had a big enough platform that you know, true, like that she, people are influenced by it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. definitely not the. Definitely not the reach of Joe Rogan, but yeah. she was like she had a community. She had like people who were like very in the know of you know her her ideas and ideals, and so yeah, yeah she was speaking to a lot of people. She did have a platform. She did have these shit ass people on it, so did a lot of harm probably in using her influence that way. Yeah. Um. She also was apparently totally fine with racism which was evidenced by her defending of an employee who uh, described Black Lives Matter protesters as, quote, cockroaches. Oh, no. uh, this person said that in a company-wide WhatsApp, and one of the employees of Rama, this is like where the WhatsApp was, yeah. like all this shit went down. Uh, one of the Rama employees said, quote, it shook me to the core that she would like defend this person. Um, oh, my God. And also, hand in hand with the racism comes, or like the tolerance for racism, comes uh, cultural appropriation. And boy, oh boy, does Kundalini scratch that itch for a lot of white people. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I got to read this excerpt from the this Vanity Fair article, by the way, that it's we've so been, good. It's so uh, sassy. Oh, my God. Well, this Vanity Fair article is called The Second Coming of Guru Jagat by Haley Phelan. Yeah. And this is going to be made into a four part uh, series on HBO. Like, it's all this about Guru Jagat. It's going to be based on her. Yeah. And this, it's going to be based on this article that was written uh, in Vanity Fair. So, um, yeah. So, I, the context for this is like where it all kind of solidified for me is this excerpt from um vanity fair mm. just to understand how harmful and terrible this is um <clears throat> like the foundations of kundalini yeah um quote in a 1978 lecture bajan even argued that victims of unwarranted acts of assault such as rape should be blamed for them Quote, rape is always invited. And this is, I'm sorry, trigger warning on this shit. Yeah. First of all, sorry. Um, quote, rape is always invited. He said, a person who is raped is always providing subconsciously the environments and the arrangements. Oh, my God. That such dangerous thinking could be mixed up with age-old religions and particularly with Sikhism, a 500-year-old faith little understood in America, is deeply harmful to an already marginalized population. Yeah. Um. Quote, for someone like me in a brown body who grew up in the Sikh faith, hearing our mantras 
our prayers marketed as a millionaire's man- mantra or snake oil scheme is traumatizing, sa- said Sandeep Morrison, a non-binary queer Punjabi Sikh activist, filmmaker, and author. Wow. Though Bajan himself was Punjabi, he purposely courted mostly white followers, creating the kind of community where decades later someone like Jagat, a white girl from the suburbs, could find herself white-splaining the Sikh faith during an, interse- an intersectional, intersectional feminist panel that included mostly brown and black women. Oh, my God. The fucking Morris, tits the on this woman to fucking have the audacity. The audacity of this caucasity. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. Morrison called it a troubling example of, quote, aligning whiteness with expertise and noted that white kundalini practitioners who cheerfully wear turbans to class seem to have little understanding of how different the experience can be for a brown person and how much danger and attention it may attract. I mean, yeah, that's the exact definition of cultural appropriation. Yes. Like you don't you, get to dress up in a in what you it's a costume for you basically. Even if it's not a costume for you, you're not persecuted when you are choosing this style or whatever. It makes me think of like dreadlocks and mm-hmm. and like other natural hairstyles that like maybe white people, you know, like a, an afro or something. It's like you you when you wear your hair like that as a white person you're not being told that you don't look professional and you mm-hmm. you know like you're not being denied opportunities and stuff because people are looking at you and and thinking you mm-hmm. know bad thoughts about it it's like so you don't get to do that like like when it, when a white lady wears a turban it's like oh my god you're so fashionable oh and my chic. god yeah and then and then a, a Sikh person wears a turban and it's like like terrorist you know yeah, like yeah. that was that, exactly. that that quote goes on to talk about how after 9-11 the Sikh community was like targeted by people who were incorrectly like, also yes incorrectly yeah. exactly yeah. because people were just lumping all like middle eastern religions together like mm-hmm. and um, calling them muslim and which was already problematic and made it worse. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like the overarching racism is like, and the cultural appropriation, this is where it all, you know, crystallizes for me in this, this ex- explanation of like why it's so bad. Yeah. And also for what it's worth in Sikhism, the word guru refers to only the 10 holy founders of the faith. So for a Sikh to call themselves guru, it would be considered blasphemy. So... Well, that's why you just pick and choose from religions. That's right. And you're you not make you're an not, amalgamation oh, of multiple. Yeah, you're not like that was another one of um, uh, Guru Jagat's like you know explanations for how why how and why she wasn't a cultural appropriating culturally appropriating like anything. <laughs> She's, She's like, like I'm well, not because it's, it's everything. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not. It's I'm not a Sikh, so I don't claim to be a Sikh. Like this is Kundalini. Like Ugh, I don't know. It's that's just so like, gross. That's such like yeah. a gross, such fringy, a mealy mouth. Yeah. yeah, it's like that's what everyone does. It's like that's how fucking anti-vaxxers will get you into a corner because it's like, well, I didn't say that. It's like, oh yeah, but we know what you mean. It's so. Mm-hmm. Um. Also she was just like a horrible businesswoman like so many of the people i don't think we have this in here but like so many of the people who worked at the the rama institute were like barely paid minimum wage and like sometimes wouldn't be paid at all because she was just spending money whenever she wanted to spend it 
classic cult shit. Yeah. Classic cult shit. Everything's so classic about so much of this cult stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, well, I have a song for you. Yes. Okay, this... Um, Okay, I I just was so inspired by like how much weird shit was just kind of in this article, just like it doesn't even dive deep into everything and how fucked up it all is because there's just so much. There's so much. I can't wait for the HBO shit. I know it's going to be so good. Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. (laughs) Okay. Raindrops on rose quartz and sitting on sheepskin. Bright copper gongs that were made for Van Halen. Yogi tea pouches all tied up with string. Rama seems benign based on most of these things. Cream colored gurus with boss babe high ponies. Moon juice and wellness and celebrity cronies. Mantras and auras and many a nose ring. Rama (laughs) seems to dabble in problematic things. Girls in white dresses take $90 classes. QAnon fake feminism and complete total madness. Holocaust deniers and being right wing. Rama's dead leader supported these things. <laughs> when a white lady promotes wellness, it can quickly go bad. <laughs> so simply remember these telltale signs and don't join a cult. You'll be glad. <laughs> oh my god oh my god i I couldn't get the um the tuning right for that second line but anyway it's my favorite because they have a gong that was apparently first made for van halen it's like van halen's gong these people are really into gongs (laughs) but it's like one of their like prized possessions in their like school it's like and this gong was van halen's <laughs> they're just like they have the gong show like they're like gong here and a gong there and a gong everywhere they're like panic gong god damn it anywho uh, well, well she died she died unfortunately it's sad sad. it's sad it's very sad i mean all the shittiness aside it is sad that this happened this is kind of a freak thing yeah Um, she was young she was 41 she was mm -hmm. in germany last year and broke her ankle and was like kind of scared about it probably because she didn't want to go to the hospital because of coronavirus and she wasn't vaccinated and she's in Mm -hmm. like another country and her mom said that like she like called and was like oh i'm kind of scared and the mom's like it's okay just like take it easy but she was like no the snake oil industry waits for no one and she boarded a plane back to the states and ultimately like i think the coroners or doctors or whatever think that contributed to how she died which was a pulmonary embolism um Mm. as a result i think of her injury is what they um were alluding to and it could have potentially been prevented Well, a lot of people were very sad about it. It was, yes. uh, I, the reason I like want, really wanted to do this episode was because I remember in my Instagram feed, I can't for the life of me find who it was, but somebody like posted on it or like had a story. It must've been a story because I can't find the usual suspects in my <laughs> feed who I w- oh. thought it could be. Yeah. I didn't see any, any, like anything in there, like 
you know, yeah, in their main feed. But I don't know. I saw somebody that I follow posted about it on Instagram when she died, and I was like, it like set off a little like when I read about her in this post, it set off like little alarm bells for me that this yeah. was like something weird, you know? Yeah. So then when I saw this article in in Vanity Fair, uh, the in the most recent issue, I was like, oh shit, we got to talk about this because this is. Oh right God. up our alley. But it's... yeah, so yeah, she was beloved by a lot of people. I mean, mm-hmm. she was like very, very, like I said, hot shit in the wellness community. And she had uh, her funeral was at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a there bunch was like of people, 500 people there. Was, Dang. Yeah, it was a lot. In this pandemic? Oh, in my this God. panini and this panini. Yeah. She, yeah. And people gave speeches and stuff and spoke and, you know, spoke fondly of her. She had a partner that she was married to and he, mm-hmm. you know, gave a speech. And um, yeah, but I mean, like, it did not take long for fucking Haraji Wan to see an opportunity where he's like, OK, I always wanted to be the leader of this. I should have just done it from the start. It is mm-hmm. my time, and he—I mean—he basically took over in like a matter of days. Yeah, um, and part of it is like we—we we got to keep the business going, but also I think, you know, he always wanted to be in that position, and um, yeah. So it, also, this was very fun. I thought um, when I mean we've seen this before when a um, when a cult leader dies there's like a window of spiritualism that a lot of cults will like celebrate or have you know ceremonies or whatever they find a way Mm. to like make the most of it and it's part grieving also but um of course course they said that uh they they sold tickets to an event that were pretty expensive and it was uh, so that people could take advantage of the quote cosmic window where hyperspeed fulfillment, expansive courage, and unshakable strength are bioavailable to everyone. I guess. Um, what do you like? Go breathe air at the cemetery. I'm so confused. Like, what is? Oh, it's like a space. Yeah, it's like a space jam. It's like the. It's like the portal is open, and you get to. Why the fuck do you need to buy tickets to that? <laughs> you don't. You don't. Um, oh, because you know, but you know, it's because only you can only experience that here in this. Yeah, come space stand on time. this vortex. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Oh my god! And yeah, that so that's gross. And then, uh, Haraji Wan was also um he took it upon himself to to step in and lead Camp Grace, which was a woman's retreat. And the whole purpose of this retreat was to deterritorialize the patriarchy. And then here's this man being like, hey, um, I'm going to step Hi, in. ladies. Hey, is this territory taken? I'm going to step right in it. And we're going to talk about the patriarchy. I mean, oops. No, wait, that's not what we're doing here. What the fuck is wrong with people that would buy into this? Like, I don't know. Maybe oh. they couldn't get a refund. Ugh. <sighs> Because the lady, it was going to be a woman's retreat. And then he's like, I'll do it. Honey, no. We don't want your old ass white. Get your old balls out of here. Like, God damn it. I know. God damn it. I just, you know. Well, uh, I mean, that's pretty much it as of right now. We are, I'm waiting with bated breath for the the HBO 
you know, yeah. series on this. Yeah. It still exists. Yeah, this this whole thing's still going on. Um check it out, read more about it. Uh the second coming of Guru Jagat, the uh the uh Vanity Fair article by Haley Phelan, like I said, is a great, great, great piece. Oh, and if, when we watch the documentary, we'll probably do a Patreon commentary about it because yep. we I know we'll learn something new from like, you know, a four part series. So Totally. Yeah. Oh um well yeah, that's it. Um that's all I got anyway. Follow us on social media at, at DTFU Podcast everywhere. Yeah. And um go to our website, DTFUpodcast.com, and send us your story there of Please. a fucked up party night where you sharted, you shat, you pissed, whatever happened, you barfed. You hooked up with a not what you thought. You, you hooked up with a futon. Whatever happened. <laughs> oh my god we want to hear about it please 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 send us your stories for the five-year anniversary episode that we will read on the air so make sure you let us know what your pronouns are and if you want to be anonymous yeah um i was just gonna say did you uh what was that song um it was like a slurricane or a shake it like a it wasn't a hurricane it was something else Anyway, I threw my back out one time dancing to that. Okay. (laughs) Oh, bitch. (laughs) Well, all right. The end. (laughs) The end. Night, night. Listen, you guys, stay excellent to yourselves. (laughs) And each other. (laughs) Bye-bye. Gong. Oh, (laughs) 